On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most inspired visionaries on the planet in lighthearted, lively dialogue. Join us as we explore the expansive nature of reality in a down-to-earth way, offering you insights and tools, empowering you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Now, here's your host, Christine Upchurch. Welcome. You might be listening live right now at 1150 AM KKNW here in the Seattle area or anywhere around the world on Transformation Talk Radio. You might be listening after the fact on ChristineUpchurch.com or one of the 50 50 other podcasts this show ends up. But wherever and whenever you're listening from today, I'm so grateful you've joined us because we are going to have an important conversation about how to deal with consciousness in this ever-changing and crazy world. But before I introduce our guest, I want to say hello to the man behind the technology and a happy 111 to you. Good morning, Benny. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. God, it is an auspicious day. It is January 11th. It is 111. And I apologize in advance. I totally spaced on it. But I have a good reason. My boy's birthday was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday to them. Yep. So there, I and me, we're still wrapped up around that. But obviously, I should have been paying more attention. So what does that mean? Well, first of all, 111, numerologically speaking, is a gateway, and 111 adds up to a three. So 111 is a master number. It's a gateway and opening, and it's very auspicious because today was the day back in 2011 on 11111 when the 111 activation started coming through, and I'll talk about that more later in the show, but um, it has helped transform many lives, including my own. It'll maybe help me transform and opening up and understanding what the next day might be. Yes. From yes. yesterday to today. <laughs> there we go. Diana, Diana, she understands where I'm coming from. I'm a little busy today. A little busy yesterday. <laughs> We've got a little little high energy craziness going on That's in the studio good. today, That's which fine. is fabulous. Uh, you know, I, I like giddiness because giddiness actually increases our, our frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, it connects us to flow. It connects us to that, that alternative realm Um, And one of the people I love to get a little giddy with is our guest today, Diana Clark. She is a children's author. Um, She is the co-host of the Women's Hour here on KKNW. And she's also the developer of certain cards that aren't exactly oracle cards. They're fortune-telling cards. And we'll get into that a little bit more later. But I'd like to welcome our guest today, Diana Clark. Hi, Diana. Hey, thank you, Christine. You know, when you were talking about that 111 activation, Uh I shared with you earlier that I had gone to sleep last night and I had a hard time sleeping. Uh And I looked at the clock. It said 1111. I dozed for a while longer, not really falling asleep, and I opened my eyes again, and it is one eleven. <laughs> so I, this is a, an incredible day, I think. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too because um, I think that one eleven is a also numerologically speaking, it's it's um, supportive of our manifestations, mm. and so it's a very helpful day to think in terms of what is a heartfelt soul level goal, mm. uh, desire, and what it is you want to manifest today, you know, and how that might unfold in the future. You might be surprised if you sort of consciously focus on it today um, and just then let go, see how fast it manifests, you mm. know. Mm. So that I always understood ones to be like 
or the 11 to be a master number. Uh-huh. And so you, a minute ago, you mentioned a gateway. I like that. Yes. I, I like it's thinking of opening. it as, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And um, it's it's a sort of thing where, you know, I, I get messages via numbers and a lot of other ways, you know, it's mm. and synchronicities, signs. And it was interesting because when the 111 first started going, coming through, it was a surprise to me, you know, mm. and then all of a sudden I started seeing 111 all over the place mm-hmm. on in telephone numbers, on the sides of cars and addresses. I mean, it was all over the place. And um, in fact, when the 111 first started coming through, I remember going home after you know a long day of work. And normally I just I'd get home and I'd start cooking dinner for the kids. And for some reason, I was just like, I have to sit down and put my feet up. So I turn on the TV, and I'm looking through, see if there's anything I can watch for a few minutes. And I'm looking through, like, I don't know, 900 yeah. stations. It's <laughs> like there's nothing. And then all of a sudden I heard, check out channel 111. So I scrolled up the guide to 111, and the show that was on at that moment was The New Adventures of the Old Christine. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make that stuff up. That you is can't. amazing. I know, I know. So... We were supported left and right, and the the numbers can be meaningful. You yeah, know, we yeah. you know it's not something that we can control, mm-hmm. but it's the sort of thing where we can kind of tune in when it feels appropriate and get the messages, and also you know decide to manifest, right. choose to manifest. So this sounds really divinely led, kind of like spirit calling you to. Uh, say uh, very gently, uh-huh. "Hey, wake up! Look at this! Yeah. Here's a grand opportunity." And the gateway is opening for you to step through or, you know, to step into your future. Right. Manifesting really what you want and being really clear. I, I love that idea of being showing up because that's a really gentle, soft way to show up in your life. Yes. And because it's repeated, it, it eventually somewhere in there, I think that you have to go, wait a minute. What is that? Stop. What am I doing? What is uh-huh. it that I want? Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. And I, I, I love the concept that you're talking about of of sort of letting go and allowing, because mm-hmm. I think that with manifestation, we often have been, you know, programmed to believe that we need to work on it. We need mm-hmm. to focus over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But there's something really magical about the trust that comes with the focus, yes. the the connection to what's in our best and highest good, and then the, the letting go piece of it. Right, right. Well, in the letting go is the allowance. I think whenever we're overthinking and you know, people do this a lot. I see with manifesting, they're doing all these things and really like working at uh-huh. it. And I think it's just much easier in the, than that. I think there is a very soft and gentle flow uh, where you're headed to. And I, I have found for myself, the best way is when I'm living in joy. Ah. I think that when you're there, it's, it's, it's not based on anything outside of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm clear on what I want. But when I live in joy and I practice that, that's when I see the most flow because I think you're just so relaxed, you're open, you don't have all of those preconceived notions of how is it going to happen, when is it going to happen, what's the date, and people get real consumed in that part, and I think that when we're allowing ourselves to just live in joy, and Mm. it's not based on anything, I mean, a simple one for me is, and I know I've shared this with you before, is when I'm driving in, and I did it this morning, because where we're sitting here in the studio, you can really see the Olympics, and they're just magnificent because yeah, there's snow. Yeah, the snow. Yes. Yeah, 
And when I was driving in, the sun was coming up and the sky was so pink on the side where the Cascades are. Mm-hmm. And I was driving in kind of slow, so people are zipping past me on 148th, but it's because I'm just totally enthralled by this view. Uh-huh. And whenever I get to where I-90 is at and I'm looking at the Cascades and I'm thinking, oh, God, that is gorgeous. And so I look over to my right, and that was what I was looking at, what we see right now, uh-huh. is how the sun was reflecting off of the snow on the Olympics. And I was in such great gratitude, Christine. Right. And that's how, I, that's how I got to work. I was in such deep gratitude, and it was so simple. It was nature. Mm-hmm. I was just enjoying that, and that just felt so good. And so I, I did a minute ago, you said how it feels so good to be giddy. Uh-huh. I felt kind of giddy. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that giddiness, there's such a beautiful innocence to when we feel a little giddy. And it was just based on something so simple as really noticing uh-huh. what was around me and being so thankful that I live here. Right. And uh, it's, it, it is, there's simple things like that, like those 111 showing up. But sure. for me this morning, it was just seeing the beauty of where we live. And you mentioned um, earlier that you weren't sleeping well, you know, mm-hmm. that you were not sleeping for at least a couple of hours, a few hours. Mm-hmm. So you could have been focused on how you're tired, yep. mm-hmm. how you've got to put in a full day of work, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And yet you were focused on something joyful. Yeah. And that and that is such a great point, because some very common things that I hear during the day in work are things like it's Monday, mm-hmm. it's raining. And you're right. I could have gone with I'm tired, but actually I didn't feel really that tired and I wasn't focused on it. Now, if I had have been more focused on that, probably I would have come in groggy. But my focus was I felt joy filled. Uh And then that was just like the icing on the cake, what I was visually seeing around me and noticing it. Right. Yeah. So I know that you've been on your conscious journey for many years. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I want to talk about today um, is how our approaches to spirituality have changed over the years and how our perspective about what spirituality is has changed. And, you know, I've been working on this book, The Top 20 Myths. It's gone from the top 10 myths to the top 20 (laughs) myths about spirituality. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the myths is that um, following a conscious path will make your life easier. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a myth. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, you can find ease within the process, but it's not necessarily easy. Mm -hmm. So... um, when you first started out on your journey, um, what was your perspective on spirituality? Um, I just thought I was kind of looking at the world through rose-colored glasses because I'm pretty optimistic most of the time. And so I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be alive in the grand awakening on the planet. And we're all going <laughs> to, you know, I was definitely a hippie in that moment. Uh-huh. And, you know, there was peace and love and joy. And, and I really thought that that was what was going to unfold. Right. And while it is in places, the overall picture is a pretty different uh, perspective. Right. So I stay very focused on myself. This journey around spirituality is very personal, and I have found that the deeper I work on me, the more things change around me and out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to focus on all of the horrible things because I simply don't have that kind of energy. So I focus on myself, and, uh, you know, that is that deep journey, and I begin to pay attention a lot to my thought form, Mm -hmm. my thoughts that were negative sometimes, Mm -hmm. Or um, that I was not enough. There's a lot of things instilled in us somewhere along the way 
And uh, so that was where I began. Mm-hmm. And I don't focus that in an outward way, but really on me. And I found that it affects my daughter. It affects my family, my friends, my coworkers. It's, it's like a ripple effect. Yeah. The more that you do it on you, don't worry mm-hmm. about whatever anyone's doing out there. Do the work on you first. Yeah. And, you know, I have shifted, like, for probably more than a decade. I avoided the news. Mm-hmm. I avoided some of the negativity. And then about two years ago, I got guidance that it was time for me to tune in. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to really detach, but to be very aware of what is unfolding. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so who knew? Like, you're talking about once upon a time thinking that, you know, being here for the Grand Awakening would be a lot of fun, you know. Mm-hmm. When, in fact, it's kind of like the stuff has hit the fan Mm -hmm. on the external basis. Mm -hmm. So when we come back, let's chat about how we can deal with the chaos, but keep that centeredness and that light within our own personal world. Stay tuned for more with Diana Clark here just in a few minutes. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stressed? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice, full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Are you ready to finally feel empowered and knowledgeable in your political stance? Let Marsha Padilla Goad educate you on exactly how important grassroots advocacy is in a relatable way to all perspectives. Tune in to Grassroots Advocacy Radio with Marsha every first Tuesday of the month at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit DynamicsInPublicAffairs.com. Are you ready to shift gears from spiritual seeker to spiritual rock star? Let Nova Whiteman be your aligning force that will help you navigate the ups and downs of this human experience. Tune in to Spiritual Alignment Radio with Nova Whiteman every second Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit NovaWhiteman.com. That's N-O-V-A-W-I-G-H-T-M-A-N.com. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at louparadise.com.
On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrick Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'll try to form a complete sentence without tripping over my <laughs> words this time. <laughs> it was just me. <laughs> Speaking of sleep deprived, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And yeah. it's live radio, which um, is fun. And uh, I've it's it's interesting because for me, part of my journey has been to let go of some of my perfectionism. Yeah. Um, I am a perfectionist. Remember when I said that not too long ago? Oh, shut <laughs> like, up. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, validation. <laughs> no, I've known that for a long time. Yeah. And, um, I you am know, too. It's, it, I am and too. it's part of it is just my nature that I like order. And yes. it's, it's not like I'm OCD or anything like that. But mm. it's energetically that is helpful for me. But my perfectionist tendencies, I think, have to do with the fact of like rooted in my childhood feeling like unless I came home with straight A's, I wouldn't be lovable, oh. you know, like, like yeah. there were, there was certain dysfunction within yeah. my family that um, made me feel less than or, yes. or encouraged me to feel less than so I had some things to heal. Right. And part of, part of that was the perfectionism that mm-hmm. I sort of developed as a right. compensation right. for and that. And you, you see, Christine, when I make any mistakes, especially when I'm speaking, I always go, remember, I'm from the South, and then everyone laughs. I had to relearn English when I moved to the Northwest. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because you and I are both from the South. Most I people know. don't know that I'm from Texas, but I am from yeah, Texas. Yeah. And uh, you and I both like Tex-Mex food. Yes, yes we do. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, iced tea. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's <laughs> we are, okay, we've been called out for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so as, as I've moved along in my consciousness, I've shifted my perspective about um, what it means to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I used to think that, speaking of perfectionism, that I had to be like perfectly happy, perfectly kind, mm-hmm. um, per- like completely giving. And I've come to understand that um, within the context of being human, mm-hmm. that that's out of balance. Right. Because we're all of the above. You know, we aren't perfect. But we are great the way that we are. Uh-huh. And I think that um, when I really was beginning my journey, I started out, too, with a lot of self-forgiveness. And I found, you know, I can forgive someone else pretty easily. But uh-huh. for myself, I was really hard on myself. And I just had to stop doing it. And that did take a while. And uh, now I kind of own everything. When I'm thinking about spiritual walk, it isn't about me being perfect because I'm not. I'm a human. Uh-huh. But the difference is... If I make a mistake now and I'm aware of it, then I'm quick to go back and do what I call autocorrecting, oh. which is so if I said something to you and uh, even if I was joking and you had a certain look on your face, uh-huh. I might go, oh, I can feel it now. Like, oh, that I probably hit a sensitive spot. And right. it's very easy to go to say, Christine, I'm really sorry when I just said that. I think I may have hurt your feelings and. You know, will you forgive me for that? And uh-huh. he would go, oh, my God, yes, of course. Right, you know, and, right. it's, and then that energy dissipates. Uh-huh. Whereas in the old days, 
even if I knew what I did was hurtful or wrong, my egoic mind was so powerful that there's no way I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the blame for that. And uh-huh. it was easier to do what I call the blame game, which is to blame everyone else for the things that are happening. Yeah. So a lot of this journey is really taking ownership and whatever that is to you. So I know I'm not perfect, but the difference is I have tools in my arsenal and I use my tools. So if I'm off track, so if, let's say if I'm feeling down, first off, I'll think about that and go, okay, I don't feel down often. So what is this? I need to find out what is this piece. I get to bring it up. I usually contemplate. Mm-hmm. I might do gratitude praying. I might meditate on it. I might do some kind of a ceremony. Mm-hmm. I might uh, kick my shoes off and walk outside on the grass, which, you know, earthing myself. I know I'm going to take care of it, and I'm not just going to do what I did in the past, which is ignore it, Yeah, pretend yeah. it never happened, live in that denial space. And for me, if I jump through some of those hoops, you know, have the sort of the, the self-awareness and the, create the space to kind of look at, analyze, you know, wonder about, you know, why I got triggered or, mm-hmm. you know, why I'm feeling the way I have felt if I don't get an immediate answer, what I do, the another step I take is I, I ask my guidance, you know, yeah. please help me to understand why I'm feeling annoyed with this person, you know, mm-hmm. um, whether it's something about myself or, you know, something I need to learn from, you know, what, what whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, something I need to set a boundary about. Mm-hmm. And it can be very helpful to just create the, the, the space. And then if you don't have resolution ask the question and create the just the invitation and the awareness for that answer to come to you at another time. Right. And and then that's where you're talking about that belief system is there is something greater than we are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when you're doing this work, I think that really is what it kind of zeroes down to, whether you call that God or goddess or light or spirit or source or the universe that that uh, belief system has to be intact because when you're when you're saying I'm asking for assistance and help, uh-huh. I think we're asking that from that divine realm, and I think that's a real, real big important piece in this walk is having that intact. Because if I'm doing a gratitude praying, uh, or who am I, or meditating, who is it that I'm connecting with? What is that thing? And I think that's a really big, huge piece that when you get right with how that is for you, because it's different for everybody and there's not really a right or wrong, I don't think. It's however, how does that look in your mind? How are you reacting with that, uh, that kind of energy mm-hmm. that's available to you? And see, I have a slightly different perspective. I've mm-hmm. got, you know, for a long, long time, I sort of um, had the extension of my religious upbringing. Instead of mm-hmm. necessarily calling it God, I call it the universe. Right. And... There is great knowledge, wisdom within the context of the universe. However, if you think about um, the, the, the fractal nature of our universe mm-hmm. and some of the, the wisdom from some of our greatest teachers, such as Jesus, who have said, the kingdom of heaven is within you, then on some level within us is all of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not necessarily making us less than and having to reach out for more, it's kind of like it's connecting with something that's already within us on some level. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually, I completely agree with that. Uh, What I was talking about, though, is that if we're made in the likeness of that from which we came from, it's already in you because you are exactly the same thing. And Mm -hmm. yet 
when we are doing this work, we are oftentimes asking spirit guides or angels uh-huh. or, like I said, whatever name you want to put on it. Right. There is this place of that from which we came from that we are the likeness of. So you're right. It, it, that is what you already are. Mm-hmm. But I think having that... Um, When we're using our tools, I think that is what we're doing. We're asking for the assistance, and there's something that's very uh, soothing, very calming, very nurturing about knowing that we, because we feel protected. Right. And I think that that's a vital part in this walk. And then I think when we're deciding to make high integrous choices in our lives, I think that's the other part of that is it produces peace for Mm. us. And that, to me, uh, peace is everything and the freedom of the soul. Yeah, and, and yet, you know, if we choose to be in integrity with ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a soul level, spiritual level, moral level, um, it doesn't necessarily put us at peace immediately. I think in yeah. terms of the my struggle to leave my marriage, when I finally left my marriage, I had a couple of years of a lot of grieving over many aspects of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily easy. But ultimately, it was a release of that which did not serve me, mm-hmm. and it brought me to peace. Right. So it's kind of like, um, we, you know, being in integrity, yes, can, can, can lead us to that peace, but we don't mm-hmm. necessarily feel it immediately. I agree, because that was the part we said in the beginning is this can be a difficult road. Yeah. A lot of this stuff isn't immediate. Uh, like what you went through, going through a divorce is a big process. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're saying it isn't about being perfect because there's a grieving process that's going to happen. And that part, you have to go with that. You need to feel it going back to using our tools, which can be helpful to alleviate and make it a little bit easier on ourselves until we get to that place where we're at peace with it. But right. I think all of these things are processes. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the big things that for people to understand that just because I say I'm spiritual and I'm on this journey, it doesn't mean it's all been immediate. This is I'm looking at 25 years of my life deeply uh, invested in this walk. And I wasn't that good at it in the beginning, but I got better at it from practice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean things don't happen in my world, but it does mean I process and I traverse through them entirely different than I would have, let's say, 25, 30 years ago. Because that's where I use my tools, to make it easier. Because a lot of these pieces, it's very difficult to look at yourself that honestly and say, I don't like this part about myself, and to begin changing it. Because we're uh, we're such creatures of habit. And a lot of the things we do that we don't like about ourselves Mm -hmm. um, are habitual. So when I looked at for myself, it's like blurting out things, and I'd go, oh. You know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, I got to stop doing that. I got to stop doing it. Use your inside voice. But I got better at it. And now if I were to do that, it would be kind of painful. I would feel the suffering because I've been away from it long enough to now know the difference of what does it feel like to walk in the joy most days? Mm -hmm. Or what did it feel like when I was walking suffering? Because that suffering umbrella is around a lot of fear, a lot of lack. Mm-hmm. Uh, being very attracted to things that are drama field, right. things that are stress field. Yeah. And that's why if people are asking, well, why would you do this? What's the purpose? That is the purpose. It's like I want to awaken into a higher way of doing it than when I was suffering because it just simply feels better. And all humans, everybody on the planet wants to be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And when you were talking about um, you know, seeing something in yourself that you didn't like, from my perspective, being 
so-called spiritual, and I have issues with that word, but you know, it's <laughs> yes. it's it's the best I can come up with in this moment. Um, is loving that part of ourselves, mm-hmm. like look at this part of me that's that's being reactive here, or look at this part of me that's avoiding doing something that I need to do. Whatever mm-hmm. it is, I need to love that mm-hmm. and explore where it comes from, mm-hmm. why it's a part of me. If it's not like a part of my highest level of of being a spirit in human form, then, you know, why is it here and what does it have have to teach me? Mm -hmm. We're going to go to another quick break, but stay tuned for more with Diana Clark here in just a few moments. Calling all ladies. Are you struggling with neck, back, shoulder pain, or postural issues? You actually might have a related bra problem. Talk to Maria Monti at The Healthy Bra Company. She is a professional postural therapist who offers custom-fitted, custom-altered bras in 2,500 size combinations specific to your body type, shape, size, anatomical features, and breast weight. Call Maria today to find out more at 360-815-3205. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk radio. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms helping everyday women create extraordinary lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back to the Christine Uptrich Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio. I'm having a conversation today with Diana Clark, and we are chatting about what it means to be conscious in this ever-changing world, this, the, the craziness of our world, and 
part of it has to do with where we're at individually on our process, but part of it has to do with how we connect with the rest of the world. And when the world is going crazy in a variety of ways, it can be a little complex. It can be difficult emotionally. Um, how do we bring our conscious self into a crazy world, Diana? Well, you know, earlier before we went to break, uh, you were talking to that, and this word came into mind for me, which was compassion. Mm. Um, and when you were talking about judging yourself, uh-huh. and again, you know, it is that seems to be the, our difficult spot. You know, if I'm compassionate, if I can look through the eyes, I always call it looking through the eyes of the divine, which uh-huh. takes me, sometimes I'll do that a split second if someone's irritating, right. and I'll look at them, and what comes through is really great love. And so compassion, I think, is really important in an ever-changing world. Compassion for yourself, compassion for others. Mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately, doesn't it just come down to that great love that compassion brings up in us? It brings such kindness to the surface. Um, And an understanding, too, that it's it's funny because, um, you know, I look at Donald Trump, who I think behaves terribly um, and does a lot of awful things. And I see him as a four-year-old who's not getting what he needs. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I, I have compassion for the fact that something that created this adult behaving like a, a bratty little child um, hurt him so deeply that he's still trying to fill that void. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's helpful for us if we can bring that compassion and awareness um, even to the most extreme situations. Well, well you have to. Uh, if we don't, then uh, what you see is a lot of people pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. That person is doing that. That person uh-huh. is doing that. They're not behaving, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they always say once you're pointing there, you've got those other three fingers pointing back at ourselves. Mm-hmm. It has to begin with you. Because yeah. I have a lot of people that bring up things about the outside world sure. and how upset they are about different things unfolding. Right. And uh, it really, to me... If I can walk in peace, because people will go, I want world peace. And Mm -hmm. then I will ask them, are you peaceful? Mm -hmm. And everybody stops. And I go, okay, could you be peaceful for one day? And they're like this look on their face. Uh And I go, okay, how about one hour? And they're like, maybe if I was in a deep state of meditation. So that tells you it has to begin at that level. Mm -hmm. If I can do it, then great. Because it will change how I'm looking at the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that compassion piece or you're going to get so upset about everything. Overpopulation, the pollution of the planet. Yes, we're all in great awareness of this. but Not all of us. See, that's the thing. I think that that people are getting very triggered because there's some who care deeply about the state of the world, the future of our world, um, both in in terms of our environment as well as... Our evolution and consciousness and the, the way we behave with each other. Right. And they're frustrated with the people who don't have their eyes open to that. Yeah, and I get that. But again, if I'm seeing overpopulation, great pollution, and I really see this in my lifetime. I've uh-huh. been around 60 years, so now I can see the oceans weren't polluted like that. Yeah. None of this. This has happened in a short span of time. It has. <clears throat> so I have to look at what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do in my small world to keep my area clean? Or I, can I volunteer on a bigger way? Or mm-hmm. do I am I somebody that's a great idea person that can take that next uh, invention that's going to clean up the ocean? Sure. We're all a part of that whole chain. So wherever it is that you fit, that's what you have to put the energy focus on. We're all aware of, of the, what's happening, most mm-hmm. of us anyway. Yeah. 
Um, and it's what are you going to do with you first? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do in your own home? What are you going to do in your yard, in your neighborhood, yeah. in your town or city, in your state, in the United States, the world? Because it's made the world very small. Now we're all aware of, you know, this is not a huge planet here. Mm-hmm. And we have, we're all on it. And we, if we don't keep this clean, we're all on that journey. So it has to start with the self. Right. And I, I also am a big proponent of um, trusting that that energy of outrage that, mm-hmm. that many of us have felt, um, first of all, should move through quickly or you're stuck in a certain way. But it's not that it's to be ignored or suppressed. Mm-hmm. It's to be allowed because that that energy can be utilized to take action. Mm-hmm. It's when you think about um anger it creates this this motivation for change and so if you can create that peace and and do that inner work and think in terms of what it is you want to create in the world then as that as you get triggered and you realize it's not your own stuff try to move that energy into a positive direction Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's connecting with (laughs) others in a certain way or you know Mm -hmm. creating inventions or writing to your senator or, you know, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that we can take positive action based on that energy of outrage and anger. Yeah. With that energy, I I like what you said a minute ago where you want to move through that. Yes. Because you don't want to produce more of it because that Mm -hmm. energy does produce what you don't want. Uh But when it is there again, we don't want to ignore it. Mm -hmm. We're not pretending anger doesn't exist or pain doesn't exist. It's what am I going to do with that now? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, I might write to my senator or it might be uh, like this is a good example of people get, you know, they lose a job. They're fired mm-hmm. and they're angry, but it makes them go out and do that thing. I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, they, it was the impetus that they needed to move forward. But they can't sit in that energy forever because then it will produce not what they want. They're actually going to attract exactly what they don't want. And that's why what you were saying, mm-hmm. yeah, do I want to be in awareness of it? I want to take action, but I want to dissipate that energy because it has to move to positive energy then. So you can take, I think, that energy, work through that, but make sure what you're doing on the other side is you're not going to go into a war over it. Mm-hmm. This is and, gonna... and I think that understanding that so much of, of what's behind the outrage, the anger, um, is grief and sadness for mm-hmm. the way our world yeah. isn't. and. You know, when I was in fourth grade, um, my teacher, who was so positive, she was like the role model for me. And she she really liked me. And it was clear that she was she believed in me. And and that felt really positive. But towards the end of the year, she was reading this story. um, And it was uh, the House of Sixty Fathers. It's about this boy in war torn China, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, who whose village was being invaded and he, he lost contact with his parents. And so this um, barracks of, I think, 60 American soldiers sort of kind of adopted him. And he's, he's getting reunited with his um, parents at the very end. And his mother says, um, you know, perhaps someday there'll be no more war, no running from guns, that kind of thing, you know, something along those lines. And my teacher started to cry. And it was just during the Vietnam War. And she was just so incredibly sad. And seeing her not be angry about like the Vietnam War, seeing her be in her sadness mm-hmm. touched me deeply because I recognized that in that sadness that she had a desire 
for something much more positive. Mm -hmm. So if we can connect with the grief associated with it and Mm -hmm. see that grief in others, it is from that place I think is far more powerful than just the reactive anger. Oh, I agree. I think that the grieving process is extremely important with anything that you're doing. In grief, we it's because all of your emotions are so charged and it's also based on that belief of what could be. It's I think that there is another mm. side to That's that. That's a great point. Yes, yeah. that it's the grief part. Yeah, it hurts, it's painful, but it's bringing about this other part that pops up that says, "But we can do this." Yes. So out of that can grow these amazing places that you would not have got to before uh-huh. had you not been grieving. Which leads me to that one thing I was going to share real quick, which was I don't believe that I have to have harsh means by which to awaken. Mm. And that was oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> by the way, that's that's another one of those spiritual myths, the 20 spiritual myths. Yes. That, that mm-hmm. yeah, that spiritual awakenings need to be um, harsh. difficult or painful. Yeah. 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 And while some can be, which are if you look for the gifts in those, that's mm-hmm. great. But I know that uh, a few years ago, I've shared this story with you where my car was stolen. Uh And I looked out the window, dropped an Mm F-bomb, and then I sat with that for a minute because I actually went to, oh, what a horrible way to live. Like, I can't imagine stealing a car and how awful and stressful that must be. Uh Then I went through great anger. Uh (laughs) Sure. I mean, (laughs) how inconvenient. And and, and you lost items that were in your car that, you know, it's a real invasion. Yeah, it's an invasion of your privacy. And then I went through a grieving process of just feeling plain sad about it because, you know, I'd kept the car in great condition, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. But as it all ended it ended out great, you know, I, I did uh, get a new car. Uh-huh. My car was found. I did get all of the items back that yes. I wanted, which it's was really interesting. interesting. Yes. Uh, but after that happened, Christine, I began to think, now where I'm at in my walk, mm-hmm. if we're supposedly around fifth dimensional energy... Did I really need that to happen in order to become more humbled? Because that's kind of why I was looking for what, what is it this about me? What am mm-hmm. I supposed to be learning about me? And I realized humble. And, you know, I was working on the word humble for a few years after that. And um, I came to the realization that I don't need it to be harsh. Mm-hmm. I can learn by gentle means. It can be a little nudge now. I think I'm far along my path that I can now learn by more gentle means. So, yeah, I think that is kind of a myth. Yeah. You know, um, we're going to go to another quick break. But when we return, Diana, um, I'm going to want you to share with our listeners about the card readings you do. And we're actually going to pull a card or some cards for um, how we can deal with the this chaos, how we can sort of play our role in our ever-changing world. Stay tuned for more in just a few moments. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. Curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? 
Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Heaven on Earth, your online school of divinity, building your inner coach as you lay down your foundation in the new earth with you as the authority. Take action now. The number one challenge people face every day is the negative voice in their head. We work each day to turn negatives into positives. It's all a matter of perception. Our challenge at this time is to remain intensely positive and focused, creating the world we wish to live in. Wake up on purpose with Cornelia's daily online positive messages guiding us in the new paradigm. Raise yourself into happiness and inner peace daily. Elevate your personal frequency free from negativity and reprogram yourself step-by-step, shifting your energy patterns with positive repetition, daily building your new earth with someone you trust. All the heavy lifting has been done for you. Wake up happy with CorneliaStephanieVIP.com. Try free for seven days now. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. What does the word healing mean? Many think that healing merely means eliminating symptoms. However, based on my many years as a healer, I have a much broader perspective on the word. Healing can manifest in a variety of ways, including having physical problems resolved, becoming more emotionally centered, experiencing better relationships, gaining greater clarity, and feeling more spiritually connected. True healing always includes some level of transformation. Whatever form healing takes, there is one commonality, an improvement in quality of life. To me, the highest form of healing goes beyond aligning with wellness. It comes from recognizing our soul's voice and allowing it to speak through us. And in that sense, don't we all yearn to heal into our wholeness? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Welcome back. We are um, having an interesting conversation about consciousness and Clearly, an hour is not going to be long enough. Um, But before we go any further, I want to share with our listeners about the 111 activation. It's something I don't talk about very often anymore. But on 111.11, I helped bring through, channel in this process that is a vibrational structure that helps people shift their patterns in their lives. And um, you can go onto my website if you want to learn more about how this came about. There were four of us women who had been called forward by um, somebody who had been in one of my seminars. They began to channel, and it's this long and interesting story. But um, many people have been have had their lives improved. They've they've shifted their connection. They've opened up to more of their authentic journey um, after it. But it's um, it's significant, and I think that we need to take opportunities such as today with 111 being a gateway, to consciously choose to shift. Um, and Anyway, I, I just wanted to mention that because it was quite the little adventure and unexpected, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's a part of what today represents to me, and I wanted to share that with you. Mm. And I wanted to, to ask you, Diana, about the card readings. Now, mm-hmm. I've had several card readings from you. Mm-hmm. And these are very different. I think about oracle cards. I've got oracle cards. I use oracle oracle cards. I've been trained um, to do oracle card readings. Um, But your card readings are different. Can you share with our listeners what it is you do and and how it's different from oracle cards? Yes, I read fortune-telling cards, and I am third generation from my mother's side of the family. 
Um, these are Lenormand cards, which were created by a woman, uh, Anne-Marie Lenormand. This was in the 1700s. She was a very well-known psychic that read for Napoleon and the likes. Oh, wow. And she actually read uh, playing cards, so the listeners can't see this, but... There's a picture on my card, and then right in the center here is the playing card equivalent of uh-huh. the meaning of the card. Uh, just before her passing, there was a man in Germany who had created um, the images for her playing cards. And uh, that's how Lenormand cards came about. And so they're very different than Oracle or very different than Tarot because these really are exclusively about foretelling the future. Yes, and, and I find that fascinating. Um mm-hmm. And I've had some very accurate readings by you as well as your, your aunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much because validation is very important to me uh, because anyone can sit there and tell you all kinds of things. But if it doesn't come uh, to pass, then uh, that to me is not legit. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people that say they're psychic or all the other terms out there in the world. But when you're really reading for someone, I think it's a great responsibility and it's an honor to get to read for somebody. Uh-huh. So now I did create my own deck of Lenormand cards, which are the Gaelic Lenormand, and that's G-A-E-L-I-C. So if you go online, uh, they're available on Amazon.com and um, my website, uh, my Facebook page. I've got all the social media stuff. But I brought them in today because uh, we were talking about the 111 activation, the... uh, the today's date being 111 uh-huh. and the significance of those powerful numbers. So I thought, why don't we do a little quick spread on kind of the thought of the future and where we're at right now. And I'm just going to pull a great. few cards. So I'm going to uh, shuffle, but I'm going to let you pick the cards, Kristen. You're not getting great. out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to be pulling a card, uh, pulling some cards for the collective. That's, okay. that's, that's our intention is to help you this isn't about me personally necessarily, but about all of us. Yes. Um, you know about our future and advice in and um, insight about how to deal with the future that is mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. Okay. okay. That one there. Okay. That one's screaming at me. Ooh, that one too. Oh wow. Okay, I'm gonna have you stop right okay. there. Okay. So this was really a fascinating one because you've pulled yourself. And you were thinking of the collective, and that's Uh the card you're looking at, is the card that represents the masses. Uh And so this is your concern, but this other card here is fantastic because you're actually pretty well um, uh, cemented in where you're at. So you are in a good space because what it's saying is what you're coming here to do is going to help the collective in some way. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. That is what this is saying. Go ahead and hand me three more cards, and let's see where this is. Okay, there we go. Okay. Mm. It's funny because the the backside, they all have the same image, but sometimes it, like, looks larger to me. It's interesting. Okay. And so uh, now a lot of you is coming through because you're the one picking the cards right now, but we're thinking of the collective, the uh, the masses of the people, And so the next row is saying that there's a new start, new beginning for you in your work arena Mm -hmm. and that in the future, this will affect many lives. And perhaps we're all going to be making some shift in in terms of the workplace, in terms of what we value within our society. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's a good one. You can hand me just a few more cards over that. Okay. Oh, wow. That is fantastic. Okay. So... 
Okay, so this is speaking to the masses. What you've pulled is the path and purpose, is like the awakening for individuals. So I think we are going to have a lot of people on the planet who are going to awaken. I think that we have a lot of people that are going to be doing that deeper inward journey. And this is how it, this is not only in the workplace, but also people in the home. So it's not like you have to be out there in the workplace to do something amazing. Mm -hmm. This is a really beautiful spread. And I'm very hopeful for this because this looks fantastic because it's shifting changes and it's all around what we came here to do. Uh, And we're doing it as a collective. So I think that we have, I think there's a lot of hope. I think there's a lot of people doing this work and a lot of people as we get deeper into 2019 that are going to be doing this very deep work. Yeah. And And I think that we need to, to not be so triggered by what's going on in the outside mm -hmm. world, not to lose hope Mm -hmm. because when we get triggered, it indicates that we care deeply. And there are Mm -hmm. a lot of us who are getting triggered, which means there are a lot of people who care deeply. Mm -hmm. And if we can shift that into manifesting through this gateway, through this opening of our potential future, Mm -hmm. then um, that's actually very hopeful. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. So um, very quickly, can you share with our listeners again how they can connect with you if they want to get a reading? Yes, absolutely. Uh, The best way to connect uh, to me is on my Facebook page, which is The Gaelic, G-A-E-L-I-C, Lenormand, L-E-N-O-R-M-A-N-D. Uh-huh. Uh, or I can be reached at 425-869-1330. What was that number again? 425-869-1330. I'm scheduling for the latter part of February. So folks, if you're really interested, let's get you on. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Diana, for joining me here today. Thank you. It's Um, been a blast. A lot of fun. And um, I thank you for joining us here today. If you want to share this episode, um, It'll be in the archives on christineupchurch.com by tomorrow evening at the latest. And uh, I want to encourage you to think about what you want to focus on. What's your heartfelt desire for yourself or for the world on this this day, the 111? And by the way, if you're listening to this after the fact, this still has the energy of the 111. And um, so think about that as an opening for your future. Thanks for joining us here. I look forward to talking to you again soon. You've been listening to The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey. Each week, this show engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW AM 1150 and TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about the transformative healing work of Christine, visit www.StellarReflections.com. And for weekly topics, visit www.Transformation. Talk radio.com.